Welcome to Into the Podcast, our exploration into the world of entertainment. My name is Robert Oshist, and with me today and always, Dale Hamstra. How are you, Dale? You know, Rob, I can't lie. I'm doing pretty good. You want to know why? Why is that? Because you just sent me a link to a website mm-hmm. called swagsgalore.com. And what did you think was going to be on that website before I sent it to you, Dale? Oh, you know, um, hats that you're supposed to wear sideways and T-shirts that are too big for you. Things mm-hmm. like that. What ended up being on that website, Dale? Uh, curtains, mostly. That's because swags are part of curtains. Doesn't make any sense. Just I wanted understand. to let you know. Life doesn't make sense. You want to know something I did today, Dale? What'd you do today, Rob? I ran a 5K. Did you really? Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I got second in my age group. That's really good. How long did it take you? Uh, I was at an 806 pace, which is pretty abysmal, but the guys who were in first and second place also were in my age group and couldn't win Mm -hmm. twice. So uh, I ended up getting second place. Hey, I take that. I did take that. You should have. I have the award. Did you get a trophy or a medal? A medal. Oh. You should get it melted down and made into a trophy. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a pretty small, (laughs) small trophy. Yeah, but it's still a trophy. It might be like a pen topper. It's still a trophy. You're right. And you know what, Rob? Trophies are for champions. Yes, And speaking of champions, we're going to be crowning a champion today, Dale. You're so good at segues. For today, we are going to do our top five E3 games. So, Dale, today we we watched all the E3. Yeah, we watched all of it. Not, Not while it was happening, but after the fact. We just sat down and watched it through the entirety of one day. Well, I mean, as with... So, the thing about you and me, Dale, is we have real people jobs. We do. And that is one of the reasons why many of our podcasts are the way too late podcast, because Mm -hmm. we're busy doing other things. Yeah, we are. We are. But this one isn't way too late. This one is only a little bit late. Yeah, it's pretty fresh. Yeah, it is. It's it's only like a week out. And uh, yeah, E3 this year was okay. Bad, I think is the word you're looking for. No, it wasn't bad. It was just mediocre. Not good. Small. Bad, right. I'm glad we agree. But we want to give our our top five games that we were most excited about from mm. the show, even though we were having some trouble. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. But uh, I guess before we get into the list, you want to go through some honorable mentions? We had a couple that we were excited about that uh, didn't quite make the list. Yeah, so uh, Dale, do you want to start with uh, just Crackdown 3 because... That's something that I think the both of us were kind of surprised to see. Uh, Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. I thought Crackdown died on the Xbox 360. Not that it wasn't a bad game. It's just like, is that what we're wanting right now? Yeah, it was a perfectly fine game. But I'm guessing they were just like, you know what? Haven't put out a Crackdown in a while. Let's get Terry Crews. Let's get get Terry Crews. He's not doing anything right now. There's no Old Spice commercials. Actually, do you know he actually just released a furniture line? I, I did not know that. Is it expensive? I need some furniture. It is expensive. He uh, he is a design art student in in line with also being a football player, and he just recently released a uh, modern Egyptian style of uh, 
furniture. Well, I guess he is a bit cooler than I am. So you know what you could be doing good, while you're sitting him. on one of his really expensive couches, Dale. Smelling some old spice while playing some Crackdown Three. <laughs> yeah, it, a game that neither of us understand. It doesn't need to happen, but we'll probably buy it anyway. Uh, our last honorable mention is Battlefront Two. Yep, a, a game that kind of got announced and there were trailers and stuff before E3, but nonetheless, we'll, we're going to put it on here anyway because uh, I played some some uh, Battlefront. I don't know if you did. I know you played the original one uh, back yeah, in the day. I played uh, the the PlayStation Two and Xbox versions of it. I believe mm-hmm. that's the one, the original Battlefront Two. And yes, this is I now believe so. The sequel to the remake of Battlefront. <laughs> Right, this is um, Battlefront 2, 2? Battlefront Battlefront 3, 2. Yep. Let's we'll not Final that. Fantasy this, Dale. <laughs> let's, let's not make this Final Fantasy 10, 2. Let's not, let's not go okay, there. Okay, fine, I won't. But yeah, EA gave us like half an hour of gameplay on the, uh, during the actual uh, EA show. Mm-hmm. Along with gameplay footage in the background, and it looks like they might be on track to solving a lot of the problems that they had in the first one. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, the biggest complaint about the first one, or one of the biggest complaints, is that there was no story. It was kind of just multiplayer. At least for me, I like I like a story mode in games. So they'll be adding that, which which is nice. And although I didn't pay too much attention to it, I hope they b- bring uh, Galactic Conquest back. Mm-hmm, the, uh, mm-hmm. the sort of you... You have to capture planets along the way, and it has a, a it has a strategic base to it, along with the multiplayer base. Instead of just making the multiplayer base just a succession of death matches. Yeah, that would be nice. One can only hope, though. We'll see. I probably won't buy it. I wasn't that impressed with the first one. It would have to do a lot to get get in your wallet there. Yeah, I think so. I'm poor, so I can't just you know drop sixty bucks every time a game comes out, even though I do anyway. Dale needs food, people. No, Dale dude, needs it's, food. It's it's very very important. So do you want to you want to get into our uh, actual list here? I'm ready, Dale. I'm ready to get into an actual list. Give give me the to- the the first one, Dale. So uh, we'll start at number five because that's how countdowns usually work. Um, and we decided to go with uh, God of War, Dad Simulator. The gods of these realms don't take kindly to outsiders. Trust me, when they find you, and they will. They'll make things difficult. Who you were before doesn't matter. This boy is not your past. He is your son. And he needs his father. So, Dale, uh, the the new God of War was shown at last E3. Yeah, it was. And we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, I'm not sure if we were more or less excited about it back then than we are now, but... I think at the time we were just surprised because yeah. we didn't think that they'd go in this direction. But after seeing this, I'm I'm more excited about the the game. Yeah, and you've played all of them so far, right? Yeah, I even played Chains of Olympus on the PSP. So, uh, well, why wouldn't you, right? I'm sure you I, bought a PSP for that. I had a PSP and I played at least five games. <laughs> That's how many there were, right? Five. Just about. Yeah. <laughs> you could probably comfortably stack all of the PSP games ever on and one hold them in one hand. <laughs> Actually, maybe. <laughs> but uh, this new God of War game. So last time we we saw the first trailer for it, it was mm-hmm. a bit of a toss up. We didn't really know yep. if the child would be playing like the the kid 
yeah. to Kratos' dad would be playing mm-hmm. as big of a role in it, but it seems like he's like right in there, right in the main plot. Yeah, it seemed like a Last of Us scenario where mm-hmm. it's kind of the kid just follows Kratos around and is helpful once in a while, mm-hmm. and then maybe you get to play as him for a little bit. Yeah, very, very Last of Us-like. Yep. Mm-hmm. Except, you know, you're Kratos and killing gods. Yeah, and he's so... I know we said this last time, but he's so much more toned down. Like, he is yeah. not as emotionally angry anymore. He is such a, I've become a dad, I need to be more calm in my yeah. life. Well, now that he's in his old age, you know, he's calmed down a bit. It makes sense. I mean, he's probably, what, in his 40s at least in this game, right? Well, you know what the thing that got me was the way that they modeled his uh, his character. Yeah. His face is so gaunt. Like, they made him look old. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I mean, along with the beard, obviously, but... Right. The, they're really selling the fact that this is a, a tired old Kratos, and I, mm-hmm. I really enjoy... Did you watch the, the whole trailer for it? I did, yes. I love the, the comedy guy at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Because... God of War traditionally is all about the the seriousness and the redemption, and it's almost one-dimensional in the way that it presents its story, but I'm seeing that they're doing different things now, and that, that excites me. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it'll be a good game. We'll see if it's just a simple rehash of the other ones, but... Are you honestly worried about that? Eh, a little bit. Not, not, in, not incredibly worried, but it's a thought that I had. It, what what brings it on is it because it, you think it'll still be like the same thing only with Norse people now? Pretty much, yeah. Like, I mean, how many like how many storylines can you go through about killing gods? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I'm probably being a little bit cynical towards it, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'm still I, still excited enough about it where you know to put it on the list. Yes. Yeah. No. Trust me. There are. There are many things that we were so much more or less excited about that. You know what, God of War Dad Simulator? You go Santa Monica Studios, you go. Yes, also it's good to hear Santa Monica Studios actually still, you know, doing that. Yeah, holding the reins on the yeah. on the God of War because it would really yeah. it would really stink if they didn't still have the same like vision going forward for right. for the character. Right. So you wanna let's let's move into number four. Let's do that. I think we've kind of covered God of War a little bit. Yeah, sure. So, uh, oh, just to, just to mention, uh, God of War PS4 exclusive. Yes, yes, very important. Uh, a theme, I think. Maybe. Even. <laughs> so what's number four, Dale? Uh, at number four, we'll talk about Days Gone. Someone asked me once if I remembered how it all went down. As if it happened so long ago that anyone could forget. So, yeah, I remember. You know what I remember most? I remember you. But those days are gone. So, speaking of the PSP, Dale, this is made by Sony Interactive Entertainment Ben Studios, which pretty much only made PSP titles in recent memory. Well, calm down. They also made games for the PS Vita. Oh, how silly of me. Yeah, well, let's, let's not, uh, you know, not give them the credit that they deserve. You're right. They know how to program two analog sticks. I'm so proud. It's it's incredibly important. I don't think you understand. So so Dale, 
This is a new IP, so mm-hmm. give me give me a little breakdown of what we know about the game so far. What kind of game is this? So we don't we don't know a whole ton about it, but uh, what we do know is that it looks like some type of post-apocalyptic future zombie game. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks a little bit like Last of Us in that sense, but up the zombies by like 300 times and make them really fast. Yeah, it sort of reminds me of almost a tech demo. Like mm-hmm. a lot of I remember back in the day when people were releasing consoles, they would have re- uh, release titles that would push hardware in certain directions. Days Gone seems to me like the developer said, "We have a cool console. How mm-hmm. many character models can you put on the screen at one time?" And the people at Sony Ben just cracked their knuckles and said, "Watch this." Yeah, exactly. And I was kind of happy to see, because it was a gameplay trailer, it wasn't just a regular trailer. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, Rob, but this game was actually announced last year at E3. Oh, isn't that strange? Another yep. game that was released last year that we're hearing about now. I know, it's almost like it's a theme. Um, but they they had a very basic trailer last year where it just kind of showed the main character running away from zombies, a horde of them, and shooting them. Mm-hmm. This one kind of showed some gameplay. Yes. So I'm kind of happy to see that they've at least made some headway on it yeah and it's nice because you could see there was more mechanics than just running and shooting they had Mm -hmm. traps they had distractions there was some melee combat in there Mm -hmm. and it looks like it's going to be a a nice fully fleshed out game and i want to emphasize dale i'm happy to see a new ip coming out is Mm -hmm. the zombie thing kind of dated sure but it looks like they're actually trying with it you know what game it uh, reminds me of a little bit What's that? Did you ever play Resistance Fall of Man 2? I did not, no. So, Resistance Fall of Man was a PS3 exclusive, mm-hmm. and its sequel was very much the uh, the basis of... It was an alien invasion, not zombies, but the aliens made people very much like zombies. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the second game was very much a man on the ground, not in the military or anything, and he was trying to survive the uh, the takeover of these aliens. Mm-hmm. And there was swarming mechanics in that, and sort of the like a similar sort of feel from Days Gone, because Days Gone seems to take place in like the woods in like Oregon or Montana mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me too. And, and uh, mm-hmm. honestly, I hope this game is open world. I don't think it's been said whether it is or not yet. He rides a motorcycle, the main character does a lot. Yes, he does. It would be nice if that was a a medium for getting between locations. Mm -hmm. Because that was my least favorite thing about Last of Us. I know I compared it to that earlier. My least favorite thing about Last of Us was that it was the definition of linear. Mm -hmm. So I'd prefer if this one was kind of... Gave you at least a little bit more freedom... Yeah, and I mean, The Last of Us was very heavily narrative-focused, and it I get that. And that just may not be your cup of tea, and I mm-hmm. think Days Gone has the possibility to do that. It's just, there's still so little out about it, and I, I know right. there's a lot of room for improvement, but new IP, interesting gameplay premise, mm-hmm. I think this game's going to be okay. Yeah, uh, they did set a tentative release date on it. It's supposed to come out, quote-unquote, early 2018. So, in other words, uh, we'll see it at next year's E3, too, and it'll probably come out Christmas 2019. 
Uh, great, great. Yeah, right. It's 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 exciting. I think um, uh, there's there's going to be one point when I bring something like that up later in the in the podcast here, Dale. Yeah. But uh, yeah, days gone. I'm interested to see more about it. Me too, and I'm really hoping that this PSP slash PS Vita developer is successful in making a real game. I hope this is a good a good comeback for Sony Bend. I hope so too, but I mean, I wouldn't worry about it. I don't think Sony's going to give up on handhelds. We'll see the Vita 2 next year or something. Yeah, no, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Either that or I don't want it. Yeah, well, hey, you never know. It could be the, the console of the future. No, get maybe the, not. Get the hell out of here. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll I'll leave now. Uh, all right, everybody. It's it's just you all and me as Dale leaves in shame, going into number three on the list. We got Sea of Thieves. All right. I'm back oh, because back. this game looks uh, this game looks pretty all right. Yeah, so this game is a sort of cartoonish pirate game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a pirate game. That's for sure. I can definitely say that for sure. Well, the thing is, I don't right, know what were, else I can say about it for sure, though. Well, there were other pirate games shown at the E3, right? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah sure. One shown by Ubisoft, I believe, mm-hmm. by the guy who made. Uh, Black Flag, mm-hmm. but Sea of Thieves got me because it it captured a charm. Yes, and I was I was interested in knowing more because it has almost uh, I don't want to say claymation, but it kind of reminded me of claymation style. Yeah, it has a certain graphic style that I feel like I've seen in a game before, but I can't quite put my finger on it. See, I wanted to say Borderlands, but it doesn't have, like, an ink-drawn look to it. It's, it's like not ink-drawn. Borderlands Light. Sure. Spelled L-I-T-E, Light. obviously. And it has, from what it looks like, some good land combat and movement. It has good seafaring combat and movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has underwater stuff, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah I thought that was interesting, too. Um my biggest question about about this game is is it an MMO or is it just multiplayer like co-op or up to four players or something like that I couldn't really tell yeah that's the thing because I I see what you're saying like is it going to be small scale servers like you Mm -hmm. play on a map with 16 people or is it going to be MMO type servers where you could just run into a bunch of people because for, again, for a comparison, I know the Ubisoft pirate game coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one is more MMO-ish. Sure, right. But this one they kind of kept vague, and I know that you're hoping it's more multiplayer. Yeah, I just... There's nothing wrong with MMOs, but I think they're not as fun when you're dealing with people who aren't necessarily good sports. I see. You know I what see. I mean? I'm not yes. saying everybody is like that, but you're. It, it's a lot more likely to happen in, in an MMO-style game. Yeah, when you can more easily throttle the amount of people you're in contact with, it makes the mm-hmm. game-playing experience, for you at least, a little bit easier. Right, exactly. 
And I'm, I'm on board with that, and like the other thing that got me with this game was that the way that they presented it, the obviously pre-baked gameplay that they presented. Oh yeah. Was, uh, was very jovially presented with this narrator that was narrating over the whole uh, whole thing and making mm-hmm. jokes the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it was that sort of Monkey Island, sort of Borderlands tongue-in-cheek thing mm-hmm. that made me want to put it at number three. Like, it was fresh and out of nowhere. Yeah. And it seems fun. It does seem fun. It does seem fun. I mean... The other thing is, do you need four players on a ship to actually make it playable Ooh, that's another good question because the the entire the entire gameplay trailer there was like four people in the crew right yeah there were three people on land and one guy on the boat still right right so if, if you and i wanted to play this game together right as we often do play games right would we be able to run a ship just the two of us or would it just be like out of the realm of possibility we need two more friends which everybody knows we don't have nope not a single not a single extra friend right exactly that's what I'm saying not unless we paid them no, well I mean obviously but who has the money for that fake friends are expensive <laughs> yeah honestly and the the question may be will this game have uh, bots that help you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure if that would help or hurt the experience I know we just did an episode on uh, Wildlands and how yeah. the bots in that game either helped or hurt the experience. And I'm I'm not sure if it would help or hurt in this case. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, again, I, I, I keep going back to Borderlands, but like Borderlands you can play on your own, but it's mm-hmm. severely crippled. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering 100%. if this will give you the same realm of possibilities. Although it would be great if, say, you were playing by yourself and it didn't give you any bots or any other players. Like, you leave your ship to go on land and your ship just slowly starts to float yeah. away. Yeah. It's like, no. No, wait. I need that. Come back. Stop. I did but. love how they fired themselves out of cannons. I think yes, that yeah, was the that thing was, that got me. That was funny. That was, that was cute. See, that's what you need. If, if your ship slo- starts to slowly float away, stuff yourself in a cannon on land and fire yourself back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very, very important. Pirate 101, really. Always carry a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, surprisingly game, light. It, it, you, you, would, you would be shocked. Uh, this game being developed by Rare, you know, the, the famous makers of Banjo-Kazooie and the like. Yes. And uh, I think that would only help the case for making them make something uh, lighthearted. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't, granted, I don't know how many of the same people work at Rare that did back then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I see what you're saying. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we're going to have to wait a while for this. This is Q2 2018. Right, so it'll come out Christmas 2019. <laughs> you laugh because it's the truth. I I just, I want more games now <laughs> that are not interesting. I know, but when's the last time... A triple A game didn't get pushed back at least once. I don't know. <laughs> they always get pushed back. Yeah. Even if it's only by a couple months, they always get pushed back because they're never done in time. I guess that's just the theme now. Like, games are hard to make. Well, games are hard to make, but maybe the developers are announcing them too soon. I got a feeling for that. So, I don't know, that's a conversation for a different day. Let's uh, let's go into uh, the, the, the second game here on our little list. Mm-hmm. Let's do uh, the new Assassin's Creed. 
a brotherhood born in the shadows. They are the first to call themselves the Assassins. So, Dale, I know you're a big fan of the Assassin's Creed. I love Assassin's Creed. One, two, Brotherhood. Great games. Revelations we don't talk about. Three was okay. It really fell off after four. Or, well, from Black Flag on. Do you... Hold on. Is it including Black Flag in the good part or the bad part? Uh, I have mixed feelings about Black Flag. It's a good pirate game. It's I don't like it as an Assassin's Creed game. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. So, and, and it's a mixed bag. It's it's not the worst of them. It's not Unity, you know? <laughs> I know. So, I know. So, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, we're, we're moving into Egypt. Yeah, we're going into ancient Egypt, and apparently this is like the origin of the Assassins. Hence the name Assassin's Creed Origins. Very clever. I mean, I give them credit for, like, trying to vary up the uh, the names, you know, not always putting a number at yep. the end because it might show how old the game is at this point. Right, exactly. Now, I, uh, I'm i cautiously excited for this game because mm-hmm. it looks like they changed a lot of it. How so? Well, the biggest thing uh, looks to be, like, skill trees. So mm-hmm. I was watching an interview with uh, the developer and he was like yeah if you want to one hit kill somebody not going to happen early in the game that assassin's blade you have kind of sucks if you want to one hit assassin somebody with that thing you got to level it up man sorry how does that how does that work okay how does that work are you telling me that you jump on a guard stab him through the neck hop off him and he's like ah ow yeah (laughs) That yeah. was a minor inconvenience. Why did you do yeah. that? <laughs> I guess. I guess. I don't know. And then the new assassin just taps him on the shoulder like, sorry. Oh, man, oh, I really man, thought that I'm was going to get you. Let me, let, me, let me go find a sharper one and uh, level up my skills a little bit, and then I'll come back. Excuse me, head of the assassin order, do we have, like, a sharper one? <laughs> Can I have one that's not made of wood, please? Because I, I really please. pissed off this guy I jumped on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, the skill tree thing looks interesting because that's never really happened in an Assassin's Creed game before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've just kind of gotten new weapons. Um, and then speaking of new weapons, apparently you can loot weapons off players. Not players, but, you know, NPCs. Wasn't that a thing that you could do in previous games where in, when during combat you could steal weapons from people and use them to kill them? Um, you could loot people and get, like, smoke bombs and stuff, mm-hmm. but not, like, unique weapons. I see, I see. Not, like, a stronger bow. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it looks, it, it looks interesting. Hopefully the story is good. Apparently it's going to be more open world and not as much follow that guy and listen to him, and if you get spotted, you have to do the entire thing over again. Oh, so you're saying uh, lost opportunities and that sort of thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's... that's In all of Assassin's Creed, that is the worst mission. The one where you have to follow somebody. Eavesdropping missions, yep. yeah. eavesdropping. And you can't get too far behind and you can't get seen or else you have to do the entire thing over again. Oh my god, it was the worst. There's one thing that I'm... So, you and I talked about this in Wildlands, right? Mm-hmm. 
I'm worried that Assassin's Creed is stepping ever closer to the grand Ubisoft Unigame. Yeah. Because they've introduced an eagle yeah. that you can send out to scout ahead for you, and mm-hmm. it is dangerously similar to the drone in Wildlands Tale. Yep, that's also something you could do in Far Cry Primal. Send an eagle out to look. It's just... Yeah. I feel well, like Ubisoft is coming closer and closer to just releasing the same game with different skins. Like, they were worrying me for a while, but now I'm on a high alert level. Yeah. Well, at least for Far Cry and for um, Assassin's Creed, a lot of people think that's in the same universe anyway. Oh, good. So eagles work as drones in, in the yeah. same universe. That's good. Well, again, to, at least to play devil's advocate here, it's called Eagle Vision. It would make sense that it came from literal a literal eagle using its vision to tell right. you things. However, however, Dale, there are other ways they could have implemented that eagle in a way mm. that didn't make it respond exactly the same as a drone. You I don't know have... how it controls. I haven't played it. Well, it looks like you throw it out, and then it's a top-down view of you flying Mm. the eagle. And then Mm. my problem is, like, could you not have it where, one, maybe you don't see the eagle, maybe you throw out the eagle and it marks some things for you and it comes back, Mm -hmm. or maybe, like, it you fly it from its perspective instead of seeing, like, oh, God, it just just doesn't look like... But you're excited about this game. I'm excited about this game, too, because I enjoy the fact that they are listening to their fans and doing different locations, doing different locales. Uh, Also, I enjoy the fact that... So in the archery community, there is some debate on how people of olden times shot bows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of ancient paintings, you can see them holding multiple arrows in one hand. Yeah. And there was a clip in the trailer for this game where uh, the new assassin was shooting using that ancient technique where you hold multiple uh, knocks in one hand and that's how you rapid fire the arrows. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Ubisoft does their best to pay attention to historical accuracies. Yeah, I mean, that's something they've always been pretty good at. And that was one thing that I noticed that as a person who likes shooting arrows, mm-hmm. I, I appreciated that. That was a tip of my hat to them. Yeah. I mean, as long... I don't have super high standards for Assassin's Creed games. I know. You know, I don't. So as long as it's better than it has been, I can be happy about it. Are, was was Egypt on your radar for wished locations, like locations that you were hoping for? Uh, no, but I'm certainly not complaining about it. I think I, w- I would have liked feudal Japan. Personally. Everyone wants that so bad because it makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's so many, so many things you could do with it. Um, but I think ancient Egypt is interesting. There's a lot you could do with it. There's a lot of historical figures back then that you know people still know about. So. And got assassinated. And sure. got assassinated. Oh yeah, no doubt. So, I think they could do something interesting with it. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, you know, they, they're covering their continent now that they've got Africa covered. Yeah, no, for real, because they were stuck in uh, the United States for a little while there. They were like, Italy, Italy, United States, Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. Then they uh, 
went over to France, and then they were in England. So, very, very Europe-dominated, but... And then, of course, you know, the first game in the Middle East. I know, it's such a shame, too, because they went so out of their way to do something edgy with the first game, and then they were like, we better go places that everyone knows about and likes. Yeah. Yeah. So, it looks like this game's actually coming out this year. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Ubisoft, good at releasing games on time, not good at releasing games that aren't broken. It's almost like the complete opposite of what we were just talking about. It's like other developers will delay until the game's good enough, but Ubisoft is like, get the game out now. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just put it out, and then we'll find out what's wrong with it, and then we'll fix it in a patch. It's fine. For Honor being a a notable exception from that, because it was being developed by like a little in-studio. Yeah, and when when we say Ubisoft with like that, we're usually talking about Ubisoft Montreal, which is like yeah. the big one. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that yeah, just put it out. Yeah, that's fine. But but sir, their faces don't always load in. Yeah, we'll fix it in a patch. Sometimes the pirate ships just float away for no reason into the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll fix it in a patch. It's fine. Sometimes when you jump <laughs> off a building and try to stab someone, you don't stop jumping. Yeah, pretty cool, right? We'll fix it in a patch. We'll keep it as a feature. Yeah, we'll keep we'll keep it in. I think it's funny. <laughs> so, Dale, before we get to number one, yeah, I think we need to talk about the the biggest blunders of this E three. Yeah the 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 worst parts of a bad E three. So before we said that God of War Dad Simulator, we were like, ah, why did they do that? But we're still excited. So now we want to tell you everything that's so below it. Yep. That we're utterly confused by. Yes. Uh, would you like to start? Because I know there's one that you're super anti-excited about. So there was a... During the Ubisoft press conference, they had a random dance number in the middle of it. Yep. With, like, almost good dancers. Like, they did a good job, but they weren't obviously top money Super Bowl halftime show dancers. Right. And this woman comes out and she's like, hey, just wanted to let you know, Just Dance 2018 is coming out for all consoles. And when I heard that, I thought, wait, what? And then a lower third came up. Mm-hmm. That included the Wii, not the Wii U, the Wii. Yeah. The Wii U was also on there, but they developed Just Dance 2018 for the Wii. Yep. Along with the next gen consoles. Oh, yeah, of course. Just the stupidest crap. <laughs> the Wii that came out in, what, 2007? Something it's, like that? Yeah, people are still... Come on. People need their Just Dance. They need, yeah. to, they need to keep in shape. They need to lose those calories. Yeah. And hey, you know what? To be fair, to be fair, I think we still have a Wii at my parents' house. I can't speak for if it works or not. Of course it does. For some but reason, those things sure are there. going to be unstoppable machines. They're ne- like they're never going to red ring. They're never going to yellow light. They're just going to mm-hmm. work forever. <laughs> Haunting Nintendo. Good. Good for them. You know, I wish it had said all consoles. I wish it really meant like all consoles. Like they developed this for the Sega Genesis. We got a GBA uh, version. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be on the. Uh, It'll be on the GameCube. Yep, you bet. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. We'll get those tiny little discs and <laughs> you'll be able to just dance on the GameCube. 
Yep, Just Dance 2018 coming to an NES near you. Speaking of Nintendo, Dale. Yeah. I know there was an announcement also I'm pretty sure doing during the Ubisoft press conference that got your goat. What was that? So So I like I like Mario, right? He's a good mm-hmm. character. A lot of good games. Super Mario Odyssey looks pretty good, you know, in terms of uh, as far as uh, Super Mario goes. But does he really need to team up with the the, the Rabbids from Rayman? Does that really need to happen? I have no. I don't. Does it really need to it. be a strategy game where you control essentially a Roomba? I I don't get it. Does it Does that need to happen? No. Because I'm pretty sure it doesn't. And you know what? You caught me off guard. Besides the fact that they thought, hey, remember when we made Rayman, and then we put rabbits in it, and then for some reason the rabbits did better, so we gave them their own game, so now we're going to put them in a Mario game? You know what got me more than that? What's that? Nintendo actually let Mario hold a gun. Yeah. Yeah, they did. So they've got, like, all of the characters have, like, these Mega Man blasters? (laughs) Yeah. What? Why not just make it a new IP? Why not? Just stop putting Mario in things. Because they, they don't need a new IP. They, they, know, they know stupid kids will see Mario and Rabbids and think, I want that. So those are two the, things I like. No, just Nintendo, you, Ubisoft, rethink what you've done. It's, it's just... And the worst part is, like, I was talking to one of our, one of our friends, Dale. Yeah. Our old college colleague, Christian Oberly. Yeah, yeah, I remember Christian. Good guy. Good guy, that one. We miss you, Christian. He was excited about this. He was excited about this because he said it's fresh and new. In fact, you know what? Hold on. You know what? Ethan, exciting elevator music. So, Christian said, Mario plus Rabbids is proof that anything can happen crossover-wise. And he said, that Mario and Rabbids game, even though it's goofy as hell, might actually be a lot of fun. And I look at him and say, why did it have to be a crossover? Why couldn't it just be its own game? Yeah, essentially. I mean... Anything can be a crossover. I mean, we could we could have a Splinter Cell Donkey Kong game. Would that be would that be cool and exciting? Probably not. I mean, you're almost reminding me of Marvel vs. Capcom. What's yeah. eventually what's inevitably come down to at this point? Yeah. Or uh, what was it? PlayStation All Stars when they tried to make Super Smash Brothers. That was a good game. You get off its back. <laughs> Rip. The only crossover game for the PlayStation that will ever happen. Yeah, yeah, seriously. But anyway, it, it could have just been its own thing. It doesn't need to be Mario plus Rayman and you control a Roomba. No, stupid. Didn't, didn't need to be that. Uh, another weird thing. Uh, so they had a PC show this year. Yeah, they did. I don't remember this being a normal thing. Neither do I, but maybe it was and just nobody ever paid attention to it. Uh, so the weird thing about it was just how awkward that host was. Oh my god, he was so bad. I almost, I almost felt bad for him. He was trying so hard to be good. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
rip that guy. <laughs> I know. You sent me the timestamp specifically of when he was talking about what Forza was it? Oh no. Or, well, I forget what he was talking about. The timestamp that you sent to me, but he was like, "So this." Uh, game. Oh, that was a different guy. That was oh, that God, was no, a that different was for guy. The Need for Speed thing, which was that was a also different guy. Horrible. Like no, the the PC show. So the PC show guy. He had many moments that were equivalent to... Do you remember during the presidential election, Dale? Mm-hmm. Of course I do. When George, uh, when uh, when Jeb Bush was giving a talk and he mm-hmm. stopped because he expected applause and then he goes, please clap. <laughs> yeah. Ethan, can you, can you grab that clip real quick? To get back in the business of creating a more peaceful world. Please clap. <laughs> This guy was the epitome of please clap. Yeah. He was trying so hard to be personable and exciting, yeah. and he just came off as weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's really a shame. They probably won't do a PC show next year. I mean, it was all sponsored by Intel, so I suppose whether Intel feels like throwing all of the money at it again is I mean, they've really got money be the to throw. For it. We'll see. I won't expect a PC a PC show next year. Just won't. But I will expect a Bethesda show next year. One that's better than the one this year. I just hope it's longer. Yeah, like so the Bethesda show was probably the shortest show. Oh and yeah. And it had no new games. No, the Bethesda show was pretty much hey. You like Skyrim, right? I do. We remade it four times. It's in VR now. Yeah, it's in it's in VR now. It's also we added to the MMO part. Also, you can play it on Switch. Oh, also, and also you can do game. mods. <laughs> yeah, so no, they I just remade Skyrim four times. I I don't get it. I and the the thing is right. There's one thing that I need to give Bethesda credit for. Mm-hmm. They said a whole bunch of things. Granted, almost all of them were sequels or remakes. Yeah, but then. At the very end of the show, the guy goes, "Everything you saw will come out and come out this year." Yeah, and that for that, I give I give Bethesda a big hand. You know, they oh, yeah. they want to not give us the tease. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I like Bethesda. I like Bethesda a lot as a developer. And in fact, we're going to be uh, reviewing another one of their games pretty soon. We're going to be reviewing Prey. Yes, yes, yes. We will. Did didn't they have uh, they they had Wolfenstein right? That's Bethesda. Bethesda did make Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein 2 was released to announcement. Mm-hmm. And I know the first Wolfenstein remake that they made was really, really cr- critically acclaimed. And I am excited for it. But again... It's still not a new game. It's a sequel. Like, yeah. And, and the sheer amount of things that they just rehashed over, yeah. it just felt bad. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they have a better show next year. I really hope so. But I mean, honorable mention too. They're releasing a uh, a new bit for Dishonored. That's going to be neat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You love Dishonored. I still need to play the second one. All all cards on the table, Dale. I haven't played the second one yet, and I'm kicking myself for it. Yeah, it's okay. You'll get there. I believe in you. For what but it's worth. Bethesda, you're on our list of stupid crap. Because like, come on. Should we say what the stupidest crap we found that will probably make a lot of people upset? No, I think we're going to be on the boat with a lot of people. A number one stupidest thing, Dale, what is it? 
Well, it's this little thing called the Xbox One X. Box One X. Project Xbox. <laughs> so, the Xbox has come out with a hardware update. Yep. For the 4K revolution. Yeah. Don't forget, Dale. Right. Don't you dare forget that 4K is a thing. Who could forget? They tell you every time. Every... I feel like every game. I'm surprised it's called... I'm surprised it's not called the Xbox One X Project 4K. Did you know it's in 4K? Honestly, Xbox One 4K would have been a better name than this. Yeah, it probably would have. Not only that, they also have the Xbox One S. They do. Now, I feel for all of the people who work real retail out there who are going to be working during the Christmas season, and they're going to have to listen to confused parents asking for one or the other. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I'd like the Xbox One. Do you want the X or the S? And the parent's uh, going to be like, I don't care. What? <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what was that? The X or the what now? I know, and it's just... I'll take a PlayStation. <laughs> that reminds me of, a, you know, Grade A Under A, the YouTuber? Yeah. He, he made a great joke one time where he goes... <laughs> My granddad thinks everything's a PlayStation, and then he puts all of them up, and it's like, Nintendo Wii, PlayStation, Xbox 360, PlayStation, yeah. Nintendo DS, PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, you worked retail for a while. I did. Do you, do you see this being a huge problem? Yes, people are stupid, and they don't know what they want. They don't know what things are called. I've been in GameStop and listened to confused parents try to talk to the to the sales guy before it's not a pretty site no no nice job xbox this is the best naming to come out since i think the wii yeah so we're off our soapbox of stupid stuff dale yeah i suppose we are we can I, i i guess i can emotionally move on from the xbox one x for now what is our number one most anticipated game from the C3, Dale? Well, Rob, I'm glad you asked, because we're most excited about the Spider-Mans. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web, any size, catches seeds, just like guys. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Dale, this Spider-Man game is being made by one of my favorite developers. Insomniac. Insomniac Games made Spyro the Dragon. Yep. They made Ratchet and Clank. They did. They made Sunset Overdrive. Mm-hmm. They made a game that no one wants to talk about, so I won't. That's and right. now they're making... Huh? Said that's right. Gotta love that one. Yeah, no one does. And now they're making... Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And I am super hype from watching the gameplay trailer of this game, Dale. It does look really good. It looks really good, which is a good thing because there have been some not-so-great Spider-Man games what, in the past. What got you excited in this trailer, Dale? Because I could go on, but I want to hear what you have to say first. The gameplay looks really clean. It doesn't look broken. It doesn't look, like, dumb. It kind of gave me a little bit of um, uh, Batman 
feelings, like Batman Arkham Asylum and Arkham Knight and all that. Like, you know how the, the gameplay works in that. You know, I actually saw GameSpot put up a video on their Facebook page uh, comparing some of the takedowns in those games, mm-hmm. and I, I agree with you. They do look very similar, but I think the attitude they gave them in this game is very mm-hmm. uniquely Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I was going to say, it's like that, but turned up. You know, it's like the this Batman stuff, but turned up a little bit, which I think yeah, is a good and- thing. And it's fun and goofy and not as dark. Like he's yeah. he's slinging people all over the place with his web mm-hmm. and really making them like. It's the stop hitting yourself of combat. Yes, yeah, it is. So uh, since you have so, uh, a bit more to say about this than I do, mm-hmm. why don't why don't you go ahead? So the thing that I like, Dale, I've played a lot of Spider-Man games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I started playing the Spider-Man games on the PS One. Mm-hmm. Loved them back then. I think they were made by Neversoft back then. That sounds right. Rip Neversoft, by the yeah, way. Yeah, right. Um, and the, the mechanics that carried over into later games like uh, Spider-Man 2, that was the big one, the t- movie tie-in game that every Spider-Man, I think, should try to be like. Mm-hmm. And then it carried forward into... There were some PS3 games that I didn't play for uh, for Spider-Man. But one thing that this trailer and gameplay showed me that I don't see a lot of in those other games is big web stuff. Mm-hmm. So Spider-Man can do very big, interesting, elaborate things with his webs. And I feel like a lot of the games don't jump on that. And this game was... Primarily, one of the big things they were showing was him taking down a helicopter and then also trying to control for collateral damage with big stuff using his webs. Mm-hmm. Matt got just got really, really excited. Like that, the way that they portrayed Spider Man and the way that they said, no, this is how you're going to be controlling him and doing stuff with him. I'm, I'm ready to see more of it. Yeah, I mean, I hope that uh, it kind of stays true to the trailer and that it wasn't. Uh like a lot of cutscene stuff that they were showing, but actual gameplay. It seemed to jump back and forth a it lot. Did. It I did. couldn't really see where the cutscene ended and the gameplay began, and like, that's such a double-edged sword, because mm-hmm. you remember back in the day, Dale. Yes. People used to complain that people would just show cutscenes. Mm-hmm, right. And then people would really like just gameplay. Mm-hmm. But now developers can show that cutscenes can be done within gameplay without breaking the graphical wall at all. Right. And so now we just don't know when we're actually controlling the character anymore. Right. And I I see what you're saying, and that's kind of a double-edged sword. Because, like, great that the graphics can hold up through cutscenes. Yeah. But also, what am I doing? Right, and I mean, it, it It wouldn't be unheard of to get the end product, get the game, and be like, this isn't anything like what I saw. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know there have been a couple of YouTubers that have done uh, side-by-side comparisons of E3 announcement trailers compared mm-hmm. to release games, and I fully, like, watch those. Those are really good examples of how mm-hmm. marketing departments tell you, like, polish the crap out of this 10 minutes of gameplay so we could sell this game. Oh, yeah. And I, I do give developers some slack there 
because I understand that it comes down to it. You gotta you gotta release the game, and some things have to get cut or whatever. Or you realize that the super pretty graphics are eating too much RAM or whatever mm-hmm. it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand a little bit, but when it's drastically different, it's a problem. But I don't think that Insomniac Games will do that. I know I don't think so their history is developers. They make pretty games. They mm-hmm. develop pretty games. And I think that they have the wherewithal to produce a gameplay trailer that will be true to the actual game itself. I remember one of the big things, if we want to talk about a um, Resistance 2 again, right? Because mm-hmm. they did the Resistance Fall Man series. Yes. Um... One of the their E3 showcase for that game was them fighting an extra large size enemy, an enemy that they were like, we've never done an enemy this big before, but we wanted to show it to you guys today to impress you. And I remember playing the battle in game and thinking to myself, there are barely any changes between what was shown at E3 and what we got in the final title. Mm-hmm. And so I I have full faith in them. They have my loyalty. Oh, good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that, because I really want this game to be good. It's going to be tricky for us to play, though. It's a PS4 exclusive. I have a PS4. It's going to be tricky for me to play, though, because it's a PS4 exclusive. It is. Again, that theme of E3. Yeah, so we... People love saying who won and lost E3. Mm -hmm. And coming up to the end of our podcast here, Dale, I want to say, like... I think that both of us thought that this E3 was just kind of bland. Yep, everybody lost, nobody won. All right, well, although that is essentially what I said, I think it's a bit harsh. No, there were no winners. It was pretty bad. Um, So what do you think made the C3 not so great, Dale? There's not one game coming out of this where I say, I have to play that. There's, There's nothing that left you biting at the bit for more? No. I mean, granted, Nothing. we did make a list of most anticipated games, but we're we're not feeling the same excitement that we have in from past E3s. Yeah, no, I could I could be perfectly fine not playing any of these games, despite wow. the fact that some of them look good. None of them were like, "Wow, I need to play that." You know, and I feel like a lot of this is contributed by a lot of stuff comes out before E3 now. Yeah, E3 isn't as much the place to make world premieres as it used to be. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. If Far Cry 5 had come out, right, if that had been released at E3, it would be, it would be a little bit different story. But that, you know, the trailer for that got released, what, three weeks ago, two weeks ago? And you know, it's weird, too, because E3 isn't open to the public. No, you have to pay to get in. No, no, but it's only, uh, it's only, uh press oh yeah 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 yeah. i see what you mean yeah so like you'd think right so here's the strategy that i think going in mm-hmm. you release little teases to sell tickets to e3 sure yeah but they're not even doing that anymore so like why no. not hold it all close to the vest i don't know i don't know. maybe they maybe they're gonna stop doing e3 soon because it's there was nothing at this one Unless you were there and you were playing the tech demos and experiencing it. Nothing to watch. The thing know? is, too, like, 
we've come to a point where, and I think the Xbox One X is a perfect example, right? And the PlayStation Pro last year. Mm-hmm. We're coming to a point where video game consoles are trying to just be computers. Yeah. Yeah. And there aren't going to be a lot of console releases where they're like, yo, check this out. It is something unique. Yeah. You're right. And we, we were talking about this earlier, too. There's really no such thing as a Microsoft exclusive or an Xbox exclusive. It's going to be on the PC, too. Yeah, all all of their games, I think they promised, would come out for Windows 10. Yeah. Not not the same with PlayStation. If it's a PlayStation exclusive, it's not going to be on the PC. No. No, it'll... And, I mean, they could, they could pull Final Fantasy and be like, Oh, no, we... Don't have that as an exclusive anymore, but Sony's pretty good at making sure mm-hmm. that their independent developers stay like right up against the chest, you know? Right. So there's more of a reason to buy a PlayStation than there is to buy an Xbox. It is just a computer that you hook up to your TV. Yeah, it is. It is. It, 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 I can't argue with that. And so the other thing that we were talking about was that there were too many sequels in the C3. Yeah, there were. Oh, I mean, almost everything was a sequel. You know, save for the few, your Spider-Mans and sea of Days Thieves. Gone and Sea of Thieves. Everything kinda, else was pretty much <laughs> pretty much a sequel. And that's kind of why I wanted to highlight them on our list here because so there were games that I saw that I thought were new IPs. Uh-huh. And ended up being sequels to games that I'd never played before. And I was like, yeah. great, but I kind of want something a bit fresh. I, I forget what horror game it was. Do you remember the one that Evil had the trailer? The, the Evil Within 2? Yes. Yeah. That trailer looked super interesting, and I was like, oh, what's this? And then I found out it was a sequel, and I'm like, it's not that I don't think the game's still interesting. It's just like, mm-hmm. why does this have to be another sequel? And another thing that kind of spoils E3 I think for the viewers is I mean we talked about it when we said Sea of Thieves and mm-hmm. uh, and Days Gone like these games get announced in their developments way too early yeah yeah it's it's almost like E3 next year is going to be like okay I have this idea for a game right I wrote it down on this napkin <laughs> I'm gonna make it I promise and you'll have it early next year or early the year after that but i'll show you what i've done based on this napkin yeah we're just waiting we're they're announcing games and we're waiting too long for it just waiting too long and i mean that kind of kills the uh kills the buzz like again for as much as we did complain about bethesda i applaud them for saying yo yeah this is what we're actually working on Mm -hmm. you will get it if you are excited about what we're talking about we're going to give you a 37 minute press conference about the games that you can buy this year right there you go and any speaking of bethesda anyone who thinks that they're not working on an elder scrolls game or not working on a fallout game you're stupid sorry you're stupid yeah of course they're working on it they're just not talking about it and you know what? I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'd rather be I'd rather be surprised and I'd rather yeah. them show me something that almost fully reflects the end product. Yeah. And within a reasonable amount of time so I don't forget about it. Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine next year at E3? Fallout New Vegas 2. It's done. It comes out next week. No, and 
You know what? There are some games that came uh, that came out this year, mostly mm-hmm. smaller games, where they were saying, "Yo, if you players are watching right now, you could just pick up and go right now. It's live." And that they just don't do that as much anymore. I feel. No, the only one I can remember that did that was uh, God. What's the name of that game? Battlegrounds, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Hmm. I think that's the only one I can think of that had an E3 thing and is already out, or at least the beta is out. And, you know, maybe it has something to do with the placement of it in the sales season, like, because Mm -hmm. you wouldn't want to stifle your Christmas sales by releasing it then, but also, like, I'll never forget Summer of Arcade, right? Like, Xbox did Summer of Arcade, and they were like, yo, we're going to make a whole bunch of good games during Mm -hmm. the summer, and you guys are going to eat it up. I remember that. Yeah. I think that was one of the best marketing campaigns that uh, Microsoft ever did. Better than the Xbox One X? Yes. Amazing. Surprisingly enough, it was better than the Xbox One X in my eyes. Damn. Amazing. <laughs> Extraordinary. Hard to believe. Well, I think we've talked about all we can about E3, unless you have anything to add, Rob. I do not, Dale. Okay. I do not. I really just want to say... Uh, Thank you again to uh, Christian Oberly, who we were going to do this episode. Don't get me wrong, but he pushed me over the edge. He asked me, Rob, what do you think? And I was like, Christian, I'm going to write this down. Yeah. (laughs) So all in all, E3 was pretty bad. There's not much to get excited about. But if you're going to get excited about anything, probably Spider-Man is the one to do. If you haven't watched the trailer yet, you should probably check it out. Um, And don't get mad about his suit. I saw people complaining about his suit. Meh. Don't complain about it. It's not that different. Um, next time, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, that new Rise Against album. That's right. They just released a new one, uh, not just, what, 10 days ago from recording this? So, Give or take, Wolves? Yes, yes, Wolves. Uh, so we've been listening to that. We'll talk about it for you next time. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, on the iTunes, App Store, and on Google Play. Uh, leave comments and stuff like that because we like to hear what you guys have to say and we can even uh, talk about something that maybe you think we should talk about. But till next time, I'm Dale and uh, the other less handsome one is Rob and this is Into the Podcast. <laughs>